Hello everyone and welcome to Gold Diggers! A show where you discuss stories of leadership and motivation with sports serving as an allegory. I'm your host Carlos Pineda, your resident box-to-box midfielder or point forward transitioning from esports to football and vice versa. In the previous episode, we had a conversation with another former Philippine Ascal in Anton Del Rosario, teaching us that passion builds opportunity, which eventually leads to creating communities. And we clearly saw that with his venture in Laro, with the Sevens Football League, and recently with Maharlika FC. But the opportunity to have meaningful conversations with Anton wouldn't be possible without the help from my fellow gold diggers. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome all of them Simone, Relly, and Robbie. Hi, teammates. Welcome back. Simone here. Today is going to be an, an exciting and interesting episode. And it's going to be pretty edu- educational, too. So I hope you guys stay until the end of the episode. Hey, fellow gold diggers. Relly here. Another uh, wonderful evening here on a Saturday mm-hmm. night. And I hope you stay tuned until the end because we have two great personalities right now that you, you wouldn't want to miss. Hey teammates, Robbie here. So thank you very much for uh, paying attention to our program so far. And we're very excited as um, we get to discuss um, some interesting topics with very relevant and distinguished gentlemen tonight. So stay tuned. It's a pleasure to have all of you here. And as mentioned by all of our fellow gold diggers, that's right. We have two, two distinguished guests for today. Both are considered to be pioneers trailblazers and advocates for the development of sports law, thinking about the bigger picture where their efforts would contribute to the progression of Philippine sports. First is an accomplished football player who won three straight UAP championships for the Ateneo de Manila Blue Eagles, who is always thirsty for chasing goals both inside and outside the football pitch, as seen with his accolades both from the Ateneo Law School and Georgetown University. A game changer! setting the tone for the legal side in sports through his book, Laws for Sports and the Sporty, a mentor, serving as a full-time professor in the Ateneo Law School, yada, yada. You know what? There's a lot of things to say about this guy. Let's just call him a natural renaissance man. Let's welcome attorney Mickey Inglés. Hi. Good evening, guys. Thanks for having us. Um, I, it's an honor to be here. and it's, uh, I love the energy so far. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. You know, thank you so much for those compliments, uh, Attorney Mickey Inglis. But, of course, we do have our second guest. He is a proclaimed frustrated basketball player who took his air balls <laughs> and turnovers to the University of the Philippines, where he graduated with a bachelor's degree in sports science and ended up as a coach for Assumption. A man with a holistic approach as seen when he left his coaching career to follow his father's legacy by pursuing public service which has given him an opportunity to work with attorney Abi Binay, a man who never shuns away from the biggest responsibilities and his love for sports as seen with his involvement as a commissioner for the UAAP back in season 78. He is now the first and current executive director of the UAAP. Ladies and gentlemen, let's all welcome attorney Rebo Sagisag. Thank you so much for that very kind introduction. Welcome to the Gold Diggers, our viewers, our followers, as they call it. Uh, I just like to say, no, um, way back in the 80s, for the young ones, pag tinawag kang Gold Digger para ibadating mo na, 
So right now it's cool, but back then it was not so cool. It was a bad news and gold digger, pare. All right, it's okay. That's a nice story, without a doubt, attorney. All right, so shows my age. There you go. That's that's the spirit. All right, I mean, I'm aware that both of you guys are extremely busy in this pandemic. Like, I see your names being mentioned a lot in the media. Now, tell us. What have you been up to lately? Uh, let's start first with uh, you, Attorney Mickey. Oh, so I've been doing a lot. I'm doing law firm work for our law firm, the law firm of Inglés Laurel Calderon. And on top of that, I'm releasing another book this October. So it's just balancing a lot of things. And on top of that, I hold like sports law classes also online. All right, Attorney Rebo. Now's your turn. Yeah, yeah. Picking up from what Mickey said, and he knows this. We've been talking about this and how Zoom has practically broken all boundaries now. So it's just Zoom after Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting. So patong patong ang mga meeting. So uh, aside from that, um, I've been doing a lot of uh, home improvement. So what you see in the back actually, ngayon lang ako nagayos, no? And uh, I've been into gardening. All this stuff that you never knew you could do pre-pandemic. So I'm not happy the pandemic happened, but you know sometimes. You realize there's so much, so many things you can do at the house, pala. So there, yeah. All right, indeed. I mean, Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting, and then all of a sudden you have other hobbies, you know, writing books or yeah. into gardening. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's a lot of uh, yeah. shenanigans happening in this pandemic. All right. right. So, Attorney Mickey, I'd like to start off with you. I mean, you've created a lot of buzz as the go-to guy for sports law, conducting a lot of webinars. And uh, part of your teaching profession, so you know you have this approach. You know when it comes to teaching, like you insert uh, a twist of creativity. Like you're not like the traditional professor that's going to be by the book. You know, you have to insert some sort of like creativity involved so that you could uh, enhance the attention span of your students. So I was wondering, how do you do it? How do you make it interesting? Well. Um, well, I'm a traditional teacher when it comes to core subjects in the law school, like taxation law and constitutional law. But when it comes to like my electives, like sports law, I try to mix it up. So I got this concept in the states that you wanna reverse the classroom, or yeah, you you reverse the classroom, meaning you come to class and the students have already known the things that they have to study, and then I just test them. And the way I test them is through a lot of role playing when it comes to my sports law elective. So they come into class knowing what they have to know, and then I get a few guests coming in who will act out a certain story that has something to do with sports law that the students have to come in and give their advice on. So that's pretty fun. That they, they really like it. And we also have like a, we call it the UAAP NBA Fantasy League, where we get some UAAP teams, assign them into an NBA team, then you follow the real-time stats of the NBA. And the the goal there is that the students have to make their own UAAP rules within the confines of the Student Athlete Protection Act. So they act as like the the presidents of the UAAP member schools, and they try to knock other people out by making rules which are self serving, which is just like in real life, right? So that that's a pretty fun way that we teach the class. Oh wow, that's a really, really unique twist yeah. right there. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I did not expect that. You know, all of a sudden you input like an NBA fantasy version, and then you implement yeah. the UAAP rules. Like, wow, that is literally the most mind-boggling thing I've ever heard. I mean, 
that would actually entice a lot of people, you know, who've, who's not really that interested into law or who has this mindset like that law is pretty boring or, you know, it's by the book. And then all of a sudden you bring in something that's out of the meta. You, you bring in a revolutionary yeah. concept of teaching. Wow. It's, yeah, that's that was fun. That's, it's really fun. And usually the people who win the fantasy game are people who don't know anything about basketball. So that's, I don't know why it happens. It just happens. Oh, okay. That's an interesting yeah. study. All right. Can I add to that? All right. Go ahead. Yeah, because you really actually mentioned this earlier. You're like John Keating in Dead Poet Society with how unconventional <laughs> you are in teaching. Yeah, well, um, I'm really happy that the school is very supportive of my teaching methods when it comes to electives. So without the support and even... Yeah, without the support and the imprimatur of the Ateneo Law School administration, I wouldn't be able to teach these kinds of electives. I'm very thankful that they're open to these forward, progressive um, classes and subjects. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, obviously, an open mind actually creates a lot of opportunities, and we can clearly see that from your teaching experience. Now let's uh, shift the attention to Attorney Rebo Sagisag. You have no plans to begin with to be involved in sports or politics, but then... You, you ended up as an executive director. Like, you started off as the basketball commissioner in the UAP and then transitioned to becoming the league's executive director, a first-time position in the league's history, if I recall. So I was wondering, what were the qualities that the UAP board of directors and owners saw in you that made him decide that you were the right man for the job? Um, you know what? You better ask them. I really don't know what they saw in me. <laughs> in fact, uh... <laughs> I could recall my own, the first time I probably uh, came out in a paper and the headline, simply uh, I was so excited, I was in the papers, but the headline said, when I, when I read it again, it just said, UAP selects unlikely commissioner, emphasis on unlikely. So wala sila, my resume was very thin, I coached high school basketball in Assumption. But um, I guess that, that at that time, I came at the right time, parang the, the only thing that they highlighted there was integrity. So um, my father opened a lot of doors for me, and um, I, I don't know, it really helped a lot. I won't be ashamed of it, but uh, I, I would like to think I tried to make the most out of it. I mean, I can walk through right, right through it. So, and after that, maybe because of the hard work, no? um, being a lawyer, the training in law school probably helped. Uh, being a commissioner is really pretty much knowing, mastering the rules, if I may, no? Uh, if you see David Stern as a lawyer, Adam Silver as a lawyer, if I'm not mistaken, the Major League Baseball Commissioner is also a lawyer. So those things, siguro, ang nakita nila. And some, some, someone knew, no? Kasi they, they tried to veer away from the traditional names at the time. And uh, yeah, at the time, parang ako yung first time was able to repeat, not only repeat, but repeat as commissioner. And like you said, the first, um, first ED ever. So I'm, I'm very happy where I am. But I like to, ano naman, I... I would like to clarify that I wanted to be in sports, but my ambition was very simple. No, I just wanted to be in the NBA. I wanted to shoot better than Bird, simple lang, di ba? Pass better than Magic and jump higher than Michael Jordan. Napakasimple tao nito, di ba? It didn't work out, so this is where I am. I, I attended sports science in in, uh, in UP, and um, and I ended up here. Siguro, I guess uh, the secret was uh, just working hard. You'll never know where where you end up, and I am here. Here I am right now. Yeah, indeed. You know, you have a really, really humongous ambition before, you know, jump higher than Bird or Jordan, <laughs> all those legends yeah. in the NBA. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can clearly see from both of you gentlemen that 
sports is something that's really, really close to your hearts to the point where you're able to venture into sports law or to like the upper tiers of sports management. So I believe that my fellow gold diggers would actually want to dig deep to uncover more. So let's once again welcome all of them. Simone, Relly, and Robbie, the spotlight is now directed on you. Okay, I'll go first, guys. So um, you, both of you are very involved in sports law with Attorney Rebel in the UAP and with Attorney Mickey even teaching sports law and you've written a book about sports law. So in what you guys do, what is your main goal in sports law that you're planning to address? So far, it's just to improve Philippine sports using law as the mechanism to improve it. So that's that's the that's what I have in the horizon. That's what I'm looking at because I always feel that anything that you wanna improve in the Philippines, one of the pillars or the foundations that you have to fix or make firm is the legal side of it. Because if you don't have a good legal side, then it's just gonna crumble or it's just gonna be like people doing arbitrary things. So I'm not into Philippines. I'm, I I can't improve Philippine sports through my athleticism or through through funding other people can do that um but my expertise is with law my training is with law so i'm trying to use my training my expertise in order to help the philippine sports philippine sports just improve two or three notches higher than it is right now so that's my mm. main goal for philippine sports using law as a way to prop it up and make it better and make it um something that we can be proud of internationally I can see behind you is is your sports law book. <laughs> so that's that's strategically placed. Yes, of course. <laughs> no, that, it's just there for a random reason. No. <laughs> Thanks for that, Mickey. Um, how about you, Attorney Rebel? Yeah, uh, in like, the UAP. Yeah, I'd like to be fair to Mickey, no, because among us, I think he's the maybe really the pioneer, no, and when it comes to practicing sports law. Um, ako naman kasi, although there's this case ng Kaitano versus Monson, na sabi nila, even if you're not strictly practicing law, pag nagtuturo ka and when you're in it, kasi like Mickey said, no, uh, everything, actually sabi nga from the cradle to the grave and even beyond lahat yan. Pag pinakana ka, birth certificate as a legal document, somewhere in between employment, contracts, etc. Pag namatay ka, death certificate, kontrata na naman, and even beyond, succession, di ba? Batasan naman. There's the law of gravity, law of inertia, laws everywhere. So, pati sa UAP ganon din. There's a corporate side of things, diba? We have to submit our corporate papers, the rules, etc., etc. So, you know, in a way, while I'm not strictly with the traditional sports lawyer in the traditional sense, the application of the legal principles within the organizations, parang siguro in-house counsel, if I may, uh, na lang. Then I try to make sure to, to, to put some semblance of legality, like Nikki said. No, uh, I think I think that's what they saw. Now that you mentioned it, when I was commissioner, somehow they may not agree with me, the mga coaches or the players. But somehow, pag may hinugutang kasing legal basis under the rules, parang you walk away na parang huwag may point siya. Yung naman ang, ano sa pra- law practicing advocacy. No, yung you might disagree, but at the end of the day mapapaisip mo yung kabila na may punto siya. And I think that's in, in a way I'm doing my share within the organization to somehow, you know, palakasin pa. But yun nga, sabi ni Miki, alam niya yung codification of our internal rules, 
So they really comes and maybe this is the time, the pandemic. Eh, talo ka ni Miki, hilig magsulat ni Miki. Tamad ako magsulat. Maraming oras eh. Yeah, ngayon, ngayon, I have the time. So, except that Zoom, yun nga, nagugulo ka ng Zoom. There you go. Are you guys planning to work together on that? We're somehow collaborating already, you know. I consult, if I'm Miki, you know, I consult him in big issues, big or small. Tapos during the hosting, Year of Ateneo last year. I think naman, I think we also, yeah, a lot of issues already. No, paminsan-minsan. Kaya lang nag-iingat ako kasi I know I cannot afford the legal fees of attorney Ingles. So make sure it's pro bono. Tanong-tanong lang. Kwento-kwento, then tanong, up. Okay. Good technique. Ginagawa ko rin yun. That's how we get away with it. Regarding the issues, Attorney Rebo. So, I mean, there are cases when things become overwhelming, especially when yeah. certain issues arise one after the other, yeah. or issues that sort of blow up, for example, because of, of media exposure or other reasons. We'd like to know what are your biggest challenges so far uh, with regards to your, your role as an AD in the UAP? Okay. And how did you overcome it? The biggest challenge really is I, I, sometimes, you know, what, what's the big deal? It's in social media, is so much pressure. And I was off social media before... I became a politician. I I avoided it. You know, I never had Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. I only had that because uh, I had to. Because you know, in game, in sa somehow you have to be felt, uh, especially now sa pandemic, no? Di kami makaikot, so you have to be seen in all these platforms. Try as I may, nong hirap din to avoid. Sometimes you get bashed. And daling sabihin rather na sabihin to ignore them. But sometimes si pagklik mo ng Twitter, ang dudong ka. Tapos sa uh, ano na attorney Rebo. What would Rebo sa gisag do? Nakapagod din. So, that's the biggest challenge right now. Mabuti na lang pag si Miki na ano, nilalike yung mga tweet ko, eh, they somehow <laughs> encourage ako. Di ba? Pero yung mga iba na talagang, uh, I remember when I first became commissioner, sabi niya, Rebo, a friend inside the UAP said, when the season starts, lahat ng tao nasisiraan ng ulo. And true enough, lahat talaga naman. I mean, that's, yeah. the times 10 pang social media. Kasi sometimes they hide behind their names, etc., etc. So, toxic siya. The biggest challenge somehow. And my wife is in it. And my wife gets affected. Nag-aaway kami sa bahay over things na hindi naman dapat. So that's it. You you just don't make a big deal out of it na lang. I try. No, no. It affects me, ah. Simone, I mean, it affects me. I try to shut it down. Kasi naman talaga, if you know you're doing the right thing, okay naman siya eh. Kaya lang, tao ako eh. Like I said, when you turn on Twitter, ang dami ng ano doon. You can't, tao ka lang. I get affected, but... Try to ignore it. It's sabi ni RBG. I think she has a quote on this. So it helps to be deaf sometimes, de ba? So applicable si RBG. So yeah, it should be deaf sometimes. Rest in peace, RBG. Rest in peace, RBG. Notorious RBG. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Mickey? What are what are your challenges so far, and what you do? Ooh, challenges so far. Well, I think two main challenges. The first one is actually education, and not really like educating. Uh, like my students or educating athletes. It's more educating people who are already in institutions or in establishments, especially like judges. If you have a sports law case and you want to try to educate them that this is what's happening outside the Philippines and it should happen here also because it will help grow the sport more here or it will protect the athlete more here. That's a big challenge because as we all know, if you are used to a certain kind of thinking, used to a certain kind of lifestyle it's hard for you because inertia to just leave that right so it's 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 a bit difficult for me when we're trying to 
um, convince people that this should be the proper way of doing things because wala nakasanayan na ito eh. and it's it's easy it, it's easy it brings in money it improves the life of people whose lives are already improved to begin with so it's hard for us to sort of thinking into a, another category and a category that will hopefully help Philippine sports in general. So that's a big challenge that we have right now. Second challenge is, I guess part of education, is telling people that you have to know your legal rights and you have to know your legal obligations, especially when we're dealing with athletes because, of course, I mean, athletes are, are used to just playing, just focusing on their sport. But once they're focused on their sport, there should be other people who are plugging in the gaps for them when it comes to their finances when it comes to things to protect them in the legal side, right? So we're trying to help some athletes in their, in their legal side. But as lawyers, we can't kasi go to an athlete and say, oh, tulungan kita. Because it's against our, our professional ethics. Eh. We, can't, um, we can't be that aggressive. So the, the challenge is finding that balance of trying to help an athlete but not be an ambulance chaser in the, on the other side, right? So that, that's a thing. And the, the way I'm trying to overcome it is through writing, right? That's why I have the blog. Just to show, look, this, this is a free service that we're giving. We're giving you like free general legal advice. Hopefully that you guys get to educate yourself to the extent that you know when you actually need a lawyer now. Right? So that's, that's the goal. That, that was the goal of, the, of my sports law blog to begin with. It's educate for future use of athletes so that they don't get abused, get taken for granted by, by, by coaches or by teams. Right? Uh, the name of your... Your website, your blog is Batas Sportiva, right? Yes, yes. Okay. So, yeah, to all your teammates out there, if you want to know more about sports law, please check out Mickey Ingles' Batas Sportiva. <laughs> yeah. yeah dumali, <laughs> it's a good blog. It's a good blog. Yeah, yeah. Medyo dumali na nga eh. Imagine during my time, again, my age is showing, no? parang before this social media, this blogs. Ano sabi nila, Mickey, di ba? Parang word of mouth. No, yeah, calling yeah. card and word of mouth. That's it. Yeah. You can't advertise yourself. Walang, Bawal, yeah. Oh, ngayon, kahit na paano simulado, di ba? IG, IG ka, pero yeah, ilagay mo yung libro sa likod mo, pwede na. Exactly. Diba? Quietly. <laughs> Quietly, so pwede. Basta subtle. So, yeah, subtle. That's yeah. a good day, yeah. Yeah. Kasi add ko lang pala kanina, no? another challenge, hmm. parent lang. No? Hindi, kasi, no, commissioner ako. Right now, kasi as ED, I tend to, like you said, I work with the decision makers. No, commissioner ako, yung technical matters was left to me. So, Imagine highly placed people. I mean, these are the top eight universities, okay? And people, the alumni, are in government. Imagine highly placed people in government calling me, trying to influence my decisions. Man, grabe naman. Parang, grabe. what, this is just a game, di ba? Parang, if this is happening over UAP game, just imagine the lobbying that happens in the rest of the issues that confront the country. So, nakakalungkot. Nakakalungkot. So yeah. that's a big challenge, talaga. And another challenge is yung UAP tickets. People seem to think <laughs> that I have the tickets and I don't. Kaya nakatawot tungo mingi ng advice kay Miki bakas sabi pagi naman tickets so hindi ko pwede ba bayar na kita? Because tickets are really, really, really hard. <laughs> you get a UAP pass eh, for last season. Yeah, yeah, I got one. Yeah, yeah. From problem na nakat yung season. Nakat yung sayang. I'll try to get you one. As my consultant, yeah. <laughs> I have a question for Rebo. Is it okay for yeah. us? So, how yeah. do you overcome yung, like the, the big wigs and the politicians trying to influence you? 
Ah, wala. Ano, um, madali. I just called my father and uh, stand your ground. Stand your ground. And Donya, kasi ano talaga. And at the end of the day, I think that's why I was able to repeat. No? Kasi people, again, might hate me, but alam nilang hindi ako malalapitan. Maybe that's what really worked for me. No? So, there you go. Yeah. Tama, tama. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Can I just say, Rebo, that was so cute. I called my father. Yeah, because you know, what would Papa do, right? WWP, yeah. what would Papa do? Because you know? he never cared, no? He never really cared about uh, anything. Basakan niya, wala siya agenda. And he's my role model. So, just, just as a third in English, senior ba? Or are you junior, Mickey? Or, no, um, no, 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 no. But I'm sure um, he yeah, played a big role then. Yeah, my dad's my idol. Yeah, yeah. And your dad's my idol, right? Oh, yeah. Especially <laughs> and you're my idol. <laughs> <laughs> No, honestly, pala, hindi ko nasabi when news broke out of Mickey graduating and topping the bar, tapos uh, champion UAP athlete, and then wanting to pioneer sports law. Sabi ko, for years, gusto kong gawin yan eh. But I never had the guts to do it. And here's this young boy. Ayan, sinabi ko na younger ka to, with, ano, <laughs> na, doing what I wanted to do. So, congratulations, Mickey. Talagang saludo ko sa'yo. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Rebo. Thanks, Rebo. Yeah. And thanks for the free legal advice. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, last question for me, guys. So you guys have frequent interactions with a lot of sporting figures in the Philippines and, you know, the players, the coaches, the managers. So from what you've experienced with all of them um, so far, what conclusions or what realizations have you formed about the Philippine sporting scene and their knowledge of sports law? Nikki? Uh, well, I've always said that sports law in the Philippines, uh, I see it like it's in the infancy stages yeah. because people don't really know much about it and there's so much room to grow still. So that's usually the metaphor I say, like um, in infancy stages. Other metaphor that I use is like the wild, wild west. Because since people don't know about it, it's bah- yeah. Let's just figure it out. Na lang, ganyan. And the sad thing about it, itong mga bahala na attitudes, it affects the athletes, especially when it comes to contractual matters. Because they think na, oh, sige, I'll just sign this contract, bahala na what happens in the future. Thing is, when, when something does happen in the future, and then you check their contracts, you can see that the, that contract is super one-sided against them. And it goes against the rights and protect, protections, right? So that's how I see it right now. Hopefully it gets to grow becomes more mature, evolves into something that we can actually can say, look, okay, we have a established sports law practice here in the Philippines. How about you, Attorney Rambo? Anything well, to add to that? Yeah, same thing I make, you know, that's why I never had a guts to do it. Imagine kung infancy at a later stage ngayon, mas lalo nung time ko, parang imagination pa lang talaga siya, no? And uh, I think, um, Mickey, I think, I guess hindi lang naman, like I said, no, sports is like a microcosm of society, so... Not only in sports, no, but in general, parang Filipinos, I don't know for the rest, but Filipinos, parang there's a stigma in going to a psychiatrist na tingin nila kailangan may problema na. Same thing with law, pupunta sa'yo pag may problema na. No? Yep. Una-una, takot, uh, baka may stigma or two, takot sa gastos. No? Eh, libre naman si, Mikey, si Mickey. <laughs> but really, kasi makakatipid ka, I think we will go into this later, no? kasi iwas problema eh. Rather than hihintayin mong sumabog, mas malaki na yung problema. So, yan yung ayaw-ayaw sa abogado. Ayaw gumastos. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we will get to this later. But, yeah, ganun. Parang walang, they don't put value into that, yung consultation, before the problem arises. They yeah. wait na sumabog na yung problema. Agree. Thanks for that. 
Yeah. Thanks for that, guys. Uh, we'll expand on your answers later. So I'll yeah. uh, hand you over to Robbie. Take it away, Robbie. Thanks very much, Simone. So I want to discuss the story surrounding, you know, our guests' beliefs with regard to sports law. So let me begin with Attorney Mickey. So you have a proud teammate here as well with uh, mm -hmm. uh, Mickey being one of my uh, teammates in the UAAP championship that we won way back. So Attorney Mickey, I love what you said about your goal to uplift uh, Philippine sports law. And more recently, we've seen the importance and the growing relevance of sports law now. Mm -hmm. And one of the most important uh, laws is the Student Athletes Protection Act, which at this point, many student athletes, coaches, parents, even administrators or teachers are still not aware of. So can you share with us what are some main things we should know about it? And how do we now establish awareness and relevance for this law? Okay, Student Athlete Protection Act passed a couple of years ago. Two main goals. Number one is to fix residency rules by athletic associations like the UAAP, the NCAA. The second one, it tries to battle commercialization of student-athletes. How does it do this? It does this by enumerating the benefits and monetary incentives that a student-athlete can get from the school. So that's the broad, that's the, the two broad strokes of the student-athlete protection. So how do you think we can, um, given that it's not very well known at this, uh, this point, how do we generate more awareness for this, this act? How, what have you been doing in terms of your own practice? Well, for me, when it comes to teaching and when it comes to giving like online lectures, I always mention the Student Athlete Protection Act. And I always link it to examples of students who move from one school to another in order to show the different residency rules. And I always use the UAAP as an example because it's the most popular athletic association in the Philippines. So I always say, look, the Student Athlete Protection Act is the reason why Kobe Paras had to sit one year even if he's coming from the States. It's the reason why an Ateneo high school student can immediately go to NU and play there for the rookie year and no residency requirements are required. And that's a good way of um, educating people about it by showing these like UAAP stars and showing them the legal side of it, right? Because uh, that's our job, right? To show the legal side of things that seem mundane and not legal in the first place. Right. I want to dig in a little bit about what you just said. Now, so you seem to have a certain mindset or approach when it comes to your practice of uh, sports law. So how do you tackle issues that come your way when they do come your way? Uh, the first thing I, I, I try to do is try just first listen. Listen to the client. Get all the facts that I can. And while I'm getting all the facts, uh, the legal issues start popping in my head because that's how we're trained as lawyers. We tra we're trained to look at the risks and the issues involved. And the only way that we can do that, and this is what I always tell my student is my students, is to have a good fundamental, uh, to have a good foundation in your law, because if you have a good foundation in your law, and facts start popping up, you'll get to connect those facts with possible risks and possible legal issues. So that's what that's that's my main goal, or at least that's my main technique in handling cases and handling clients. I like that. So basically what you're saying is know the risks involved, yeah. right? Yep, yep, so yep. now closer to, our, closer to home with, uh, mm -hmm. with our field in football. So the PFL or the Philippine Football League is a pretty young league and it has gone through a lot of challenges, right? So um, in, the, in its short history, some clubs have come and gone for one reason or, or another, but some legal issues haunt the, the league and the clubs. Mm -hmm. So yes. in your perspective, what do professional clubs, uh, clubs have to consider to, uh, to avoid folding in the middle of the season or to ensure that they get to deliver their objectives as a professional club? Uh, well, again, back to the fundamentals. When you, when you want to put up a club, two things, right? You want to make sure you, got, you have finances because if you don't have any money, you can't start a club. 
And if you do start a club, you're you're just gonna fold up in the middle of the season, like we've seen so many clubs here in the Philippines do. And number two, aside from having the money, it's knowing your legal obligations. Your legal obligations under contract law. Just understand under the PFL, the PFL has a standard contract. That means if you're a club, you just can't make invent your own contract. You have to follow the standard contract of the PFL. Aside from contract law, you have to study uh, FIFA regulations because the PFL is under the it's under PFF, which is under FIFA, and FIFA has rules when it comes to professional leagues, such as uh, the granting of licenses to clubs. What are some requirements for that? Number one, you have to have money, right? And that's what happened to some of the clubs in the Philippines, which like a couple of months ago, a certain club folded up. What happened to their obligations to the players when it comes to their salaries, right? So already, when you're talking about salaries, you're already talking about a legal obligation based on contract law and based on FIFA regulations. And then you're looking at financial considerations, which again goes back to the point of if you're putting up a club, you have to make sure you have money, right? So there's so many things involved and so many things to consider. And the thing here in the Philippines is that, okay, uso ngayon yung ASCALs, right? Tayo tayo ng club. Tingnan natin baka makakuha tayo ng pera dyan. But with anything in life, you might get inspired to do something, but if your consistent day-to-day thing isn't geared towards that thing that motivated you in the first place, it's just gonna fold out. If you don't have the discipline to push through with that, then wawala. The discipline involved here in putting up a club is finances and legal considerations. Sadly, we don't see that as much here in the Philippines. Right. So just to reiterate, I, li- I like what you said again. No? So it's about knowing the risks involved in starting an objective. And uh, basically what I heard you say is try to start first time right. So basically get the yeah. things out of the way to make sure that when you start something, you can see it through. Right. So that's what I heard with everything that you said. Yeah, so yeah. I like that. Thank you, Attorney Mix. Now for Attorney Rebo, um, we've had some previous discussions and I like what you said in our previous discussion where you said, and this is connected to how you practice your sports law. So this is, you mentioned magpakatao muna bago magpakaabogado. So know, knowing the rules. So can you tell us more about this uh, belief of yours, Attorney Rebo? Okay. Um, that, I'll give credit muna. That's not mine. I think that's Father Jet Samaba during his Yeah, during the graduation. Yeah. And I think, again, Mickey liked the tweet. That's why I saw it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so bumaon sa akin. Totoo yun. Um, pero lahat, uh, don't get me wrong, no? Tama naman. I mean, we can reconcile these two. Yung mga sinasabi ni Mickey kanina, talagang importante, no? If these are rights under uh, Philippine law, dapat talagang sundin. However, yung mga, sometimes there are rules, no? Um, within a sporting context. But sometimes you have to know the spirit behind those rules. And uh, just like in law, may sinasabi kami na, Substantial justice should not be sacrificed at the altar of technicalities, and so it is inside the field. No, um, we know, no, na sometimes kailangan may light and dark. But in the UAP, in particular, you know that there's one school like uh, FEU, no, na yellow and green ang uniform. And sometimes nagaka issue yan, no. But if it's otherwise, my view, this is my personal view, no. If it's otherwise playable, naman, they come against, they play against UST. UST comes in at the uh, yellow, tapos naka-green. Basta yung mga ganun, basta playable naman if the, uh, the, the commissioner or the official deems it fit na laruin. Uh, laruin naman natin. Wag yung, we will, uh, don't lawyer up pagdating sa ganun bagay. Parang, laruin naman natin. No? Tapos, uh, Mickey knows about these TROs no, na hindi naman dapat na. And in the advocate, matagal na sinasabi ni Mickey to yung arbitration. Sige na, sometimes hindi tayo magkakasundo. Pero, let's talk, no? let's arbitrate rather than go to the courts of law. 
hindi na tama. Para sa akin, na medyo exaggerated na yun, no? Not to say, uh, iba yung mga iba yung mga student artist perfection. Iba yan, iba rin yung mga contact, no? Iba yon. But yung yung to, to settle a victory, no? Anong next? Next thing, eh, irereklamo mo na yung tawag ng commissioner or yung tawag ng referee. Eh, sobra na yun. Sobra na yun. So, pakatao muna. Magpaka-sportsman ka muna. It's hard. Yeah. Diba? Magpaka-sportsman ka. Iba yun, eh. Iba yun, eh. I like what you said, attorney. So what I heard from you is the let's focus on the spirit of the of the yeah. games. No, the intent yeah. is to just to, to play. And I agree with you there uh, as a former athlete. Also, everyone here would agree to let's 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 just play. You know, yeah. and um, maybe the lawyering up can come in afterwards. That's right. Just so to um, give, oh yeah, just to give an illustration, because no? I just realized that there are designated people just to spot. The technicalities, no? Errors in the uniform, yung mga patches. As in, anong, anong ginagawa ng no? assistant coach? Yung tumitig lang lahat. And then at halftime comes to me, nareklamo, oi, tingnan mo yung patch si ganito, baliktad or whatever, or misplaced. I mean, come on. Ano ba yan? <laughs> Di ba? That's not what sport, I, I don't think that's what sport is all about. No? So, <laughs> si Miki natatawa ba? Natatawa ka. Di ba? Di ba? Solid. Sobra ni eh. Sobra naman. And I understand the, the, the point yeah. of view of the players is we just want to play. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So let's, not, I mean, let's not stop the spirit of the game to, yeah. to execute the game, to, to play yeah. the game, right? Yeah. Thank you for that, Attorney Rebel. I think the elephant in the room here is also the issue surrounding UST and the So, but this question, this question, Attorney, is somewhat related. So the creation of bubbles is one of the ways that the sports world is adapting to the pandemic. So in the context yeah. of Philippine sports, how do we properly set up a bubble? Okay, well, uh, I think Simiki, again, the pioneer has... Uh, wrote something about this, so the five legal considerations. So I suggest you read on that. Para plug ko na kay idol but that's true, that's true. Ina, tama naman eh. Know the rules and know the risk involved. So lahat kasi like I said may rules eh. And lahat may risk and you have to know this. But the thing is, you mentioned kanina Philippine sports, but yun nga ah and when there's sports there's athletes, but our athletes in the UAAP are student athletes. So ibang mundo na naman yon. And I think this is one of the factors that also Mickey discussed in his discourse no, na ibang hindi kami atleta lang, hindi kami professional athlete for that matter. So, iba yung consideration eh. Parang, it's really, my personal view, parang medyo baka mahirap i-push na walang face-to-face classes and yet we're pushing for a sporting event. No, exercise is important, don't get me wrong. Exercise, training, or whatever it is, do it. It's health-enhancing. Performance activity, what they call it. Pero yung sporting event, tapos walang face-to-face, medyo ibang usapan yan. No? Napaka- anong message na binibigay natin? I know that the UAP can be a source of inspiration, but again, no the risk. Baka it's too much risk, too much of a risk eh. Yun ang naman ang um, kailangan lang i-emphasize na our athletes are students before they are athletes. Thank you for that, attorney. I really like that answer. On a personal note, I believe that it's it's also risky that uh, maybe one life affected is one life too many, right? So yeah, yeah, of course. No, because I heard from my parents. Eh, this is kind of struck me. Na ano yung tingin niyo sa mga anak namin? Parang manok na pang sabong lang for your entertainment or a gladiator. Tapos pag dugoan na matay, kakainin niyo. Tatagdo na lang, di ba? This kid or this ano, is someone else's son. Ngayon, kung professional ka, you're paid to do it, baka ibang usapan eh. No? But, d- d- yun lang naman ang akin. Uh, I might, um, my personal view, not necessarily of the UAP. Oh, Robs, I want to I add to what Attorney Rebo said. I totally agree 
because if you allow student athletes to train in a bubble and then you don't have face-to-face classes, yes, I think that's the worst kind of sports exceptionalism. Because look, other people will have a school which has a bubble in a province. Would you allow a different organization, like a math organization, to do that, yes. or like a marketing organization to do it? Yeah. You probably won't, right? But if yeah. you allow the athletes to do that, what do you think the other students? How do you think they're gonna feel? And how do you think society will consider this, right? Because now the problem is that some student athletes are being propped up in pedestals only to be brought down at the first mistake that they do, right? And these are kids, right? right these are right. 21, 22-year-old guys. Yeah. And we all did like weird <laughs> stuff when we were 21, 22. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so so those are the things, right? So I always read this book, Young Friday Night Lights, and it says a life of, stu- of a student athlete is very short. And it's like Camelot, kasi palaging babalik-balikan yan. For the people who always want to go back to it are not really the student athletes, it's the parents, the fans, because they put all these dreams of vicariously trying to be the student athlete. And in the end, once a student get- athlete wow. gets injured or gets sick, wala na, they pounce on the student athlete, right? So I think it's dangerous precedent to have a sports bubble for a amateur student athlete team while the school is closed down and no face-to-face classes are being yeah. conducted. Same book yun, Mickey, with the movie, yung Friday Night Lights. Parang based yung based movie on the book. Maganda yung book. book. Sobrang ganda yung book. Lalo na, like, for you, kasi you deal yeah. with student athletes. Sobrang ganda. Yeah. yeah. But that's true. Again, inanukulit yung tweet mo na yun, Mickey, yeah? sports exceptionalism at its worst. Yeah. Galeng. I mean, she captured it in one tweet. Galeng. Yeah. Well said, well said, no attorney. Well said, yeah. Attorney yeah. Um, yeah. Really, yeah, I, I take it over to you for more questions. Guys, I don't want to speak anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting, so insightful. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Keep talking, guys. Keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always nice to be in a room with, it, with Mickey. Uh, so, yeah, and with you guys. It's great, it's great. And, and I feel for you, ED, with all these. Mga, you know, our rules in the in the UAP where we just want yeah. the kids to just play, right? And, right. you know, we, we experienced that two seasons ago and yeah. you know, it's a good thing we move forward and, and we, you know, we've, right. we've actually fixed this, no? Yeah. So, okay, so now, you know, I, I really just want to really talk about, you know, uh, team composition, you know, like working on a team, okay. working in an organization. So I'll start first with Attorney Mickey, no? Uh, you mentioned that having a mix of people who will agree and disagree, okay? So this means that, say, Sorry, your friend could be someone you hate, or you, you know. But in terms of performance, you know, I think he can deliver. So, really, what, what is the logic behind this? Why, why, why would you rather have a mix of those people? Someone who would be like a devil's advocate, or and and of course, people that will support you as part of your team. So, why? I think the the fundamental reason why I want other people on my team who don't think like me is the knowledge and the humility that I don't know everything. And as a lawyer, I think you need that because you might think, oh, you're so brilliant, you're so good. But once you talk to another lawyer, he or she will have other issues in mind, right? That you might not be able to spot. And I always go back to the story of Abraham Lincoln, right? So I read this book, Leadership in Turbulent Times. Abraham Lincoln, at the outset of the Civil War, when he won, decided to get as his cabinet political rivals. Because he knew, number one, that he wasn't as smart as people thought he was. And he knew that he would uh, a diversity of ideas would result into good decision making. Not 
saying that what his opponents or cabinet members would say he would actually like push through i mean it's not what other people would say would not be his decision he would still consider them but in the end it would be still his decision and he understood that having yes men all around you will not help because you're going to have a group think you're going to be thinking in a bubble you're going to be thinking in an echo chamber like what we have now in social media so he really understood that it's time for me to have other people and other opinions talking to me because in that way i'll see the a bigger picture so for me when i when i create my team like i'm i'm very blessed to be in a law firm with my dad who has a wealth of experience when it comes to law so other things or other legal issues that i don't see he gets to see and then i i'm also blessed with a young associate who just graduated at the new law school and she comes in with a fresh mind right and i say rebo knows this as lawyers get older we get more we get more jaded right yeah. so we need fresh minds right yeah so i think that's one of the main considerations when i'm trying to build a team um there have been some people that i've tried recruiting into the firm who i thought would be um good for the team unfortunately it didn't work out but in the end it's all part of it diba ganyan naman sa team sa mga nakakat dina sama but in the end i i like a diversity of ideas a diversity of people and diversity of backgrounds to help with the decision making and i really appreciate when people say no because it means you can go a different way i really like that i, I like that whole humility trying to be humble being being put back to the ground no because yeah. you know, sometimes just like uh, maybe an example is like let's say you get chosen to play in the national team no and then you're like wow you know i was chosen to play in the national team i'm part of it but when you get in there you're you're with a bunch of different guys and different personalities who either love you or hate you Yeah, bully you, and make sure that you're put in your place, right? And 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 seeing like that, and and I also like the fact that you are open to listening to the young people, you know. Yeah, definitely. You know, especially you know the experiences that we've had or that you've had, you know, being able to say that you know generations have changed, that you know the generation now is different. Just like you did, ba? Parang you know you mentioned kanina word of mouth, you know, creating the buzz. I still use that up to date, up to now, right? But, but now you know it's really about social media, and yeah. you know, that's why we're open to all these things. Like Sim, you know, Sim with all this, with all their social media expertise <laughs> and how to how to get it done, and you know, and we're all open to this. And I think you know it's it's something that's uh, our viewers are really more uh, interested to to absorb, no? And and, and a good advice for you when they get out of there. Now for you attorney uh, ED of course you are the ED of the UAP and you are the full on representative you know of uh, the owners and, uh, and the board of directors no and of course you all know that these board of directors have all different personalities or they push their own agendas and there's really a lot of pressure right there you know in fact if if we were to compare it you know let's say uh, with the PBA you know with Comwili uh, Marshall you know who answers to the board You know, which are if you if you notice three factions, yeah, three four factions, three or oh, three four different owners in all the all these eight teams. No, my question to you is, how do you manage all this? You know, when an issue comes up, you know, you you listen to everyone. Of course, there's pressure right there, and how do you how are you able to fairly say, okay, takalang guys, this is what we need to do, and this is what we need to decide. And at the end of the day, I know that it always comes out for the be- for the betterment of the league. So how do you do it? 
Well, um, first, siguro konting crash course on the structure of the UAP right now. Uh, when the office was created, they had the BOT, the Board of Trustees. But that was then composed of the athletic directors. No? Ngayon, yung mga athletic directors and their counterparts, yan ang naging Board of Managing Directors. These are, these are the people on the ground no, na, who manage the day-to-day operations. Now comes in the eight presidents of the universities, which is now the called the BOT, which is the policy making body. So somewhere in between, so sila yung major policy making, rapos operations sa BMD sa baba board of managing directors. Somewhere in between is uh, my office, no? try to liaise uh, between the two bodies. And tama ka, um, first of all, na pa intimidating, no? eight presidents. There are more. How to call it, suffixes after their names. Naka intimidate. Sobrang mga dalubhasa. Ang hirap ka usap sobra. Doctors, lawyers, etc. etc. Kailan, like I said, kanina, no? I, uh, if I remember uh, si Dr. Fauci, of uh, medyo sumikat yan because again of COVID, who served and advised uh, so many presidents. May nag advice na sa kanya before, eh, na when you come in side the room, parang be prepared na hindi ka na babalik. Parang Sabihin mo na yung, like, be truthful. Kasi, and then they will know na wala kang agenda. Then papatawag ka ulit, uh, ulit, ulit. And I think that's what worked for me when I was commissioner. So, parang, uh, if you come in there, sabi ni Fauci, we come in there and tell them what they want to hear, rather what needs to be said, then you effectively shut yourself the foot. So I guess yung sinasabi ni Nikki kanina na, in a way, maybe I, I have to be that guy. And siguro, training na naman ng lawyer na rin. Ang saming kasi, I'm not perfect, but I try to make to reason out sometimes. Basa may paghuhugutan kam basis. Ino naman importante that it's my my legal it's legally sound, psychologically satisfying, and intellectually respectable. And even if they don't agree, at the end of the day, parang uy may pinanggagalingan to. Hindi yung basta like Mickey sa kini. Hindi parang arbitrary kapricho lang na ay kasi tagayupi to. Parang people tend to forget na wala nang nagbabanggit ng ano ko ng school ko masyado na no? parang right. uh, they forgot about that ng ano yung background ko so I think that's one uh, sa BND naman ganun din I try to work with them tapos isa pa how to make it work si Theo Epstein general manager of the Red Gubs who was responsible for the championship after a century yata and also the Red Sox no? and ang key nga is ano eh yung parang 20% rule sabi na lahat daw ng mga boss mo meron mga 20% na ayaw nilang gawin the key is to find that out and do it for them. Okay, so yun yun. You have to dive into the less glamorous work. Kaya ako hindi ako na hiya eh. Sabi lang ko sinasabi sa mga tao, I don't know if Simone was in one of my speeches, bumili kayo ng suka, be the errand boy. Dive into the less glamorous work and you learn that the craft, you gain respect for yourself and invaluable experience. Like si Spolstra. Spolstra is maybe back in the finals. He was a video guy, remember? Yeah. And because he did this, sobrang, alam mo na lahat na move sa mga tao. Si, uh-huh. si Theo Epstein also started behind the radar gun. Sila yun eh. Sila yung mga nakakaalam na mga, hindi yung, I'm, I'm a lawyer, I'm the ED, I'm above all these things. So pag may pinagawa yeah. sa akin, sige, gawa, 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 gawa. Ayun, that's one of yeah. my, maybe, little secrets probably. Can I add two things to what Rebo said? Sure, sure. First, uh, I like what Rebo said, na yung parang you go in, tapos mindset mo hindi ka nababalik. Because yeah. as lawyers, we're, we're not paid or we're not hired to tell you what you want to hear. We're paid to tell you what you need to know. And if we need to tell you that you might go to jail, then we can't sugarcoat yes. it. 
Kasi if you sugarcoat it, mapunta ka sa preso. <laughs> Babalikan kami Diba? So, that's one of our things. We have, we have to be the bearers of bad news sometimes. And then, it's up to you na lang how, how you bear the bad news. The second point is, I like it, yung sinabi ni Reb about yung taga-bili ng suka. Or about si Coach, yeah. Coach Po na buddy-buddies with Relly, right? Kasi, if you look at yung the, the manager now of France, right, si Didier Deschamps, when he was playing for the French national team, si Eric Cantona would look at him and say, parang, ah, parang ka lang water boy eh. So he got this moniker as being the water boy of the French team. But if you ask all his teammates before, like sila, sila Zidane, or yung nag-champion sila 98, and then they won sa Euro in 2000, they all said that the rock talaga, or the one who was doing what had to be done, like the 20% that Rebo was saying, na ayaw gawin ng mga superstars <laughs> like sila Henri, sila Zidane, it was Deschamps who was doing it. Right? And I, for me, I think that's, that's the sign of a good leader, doing things that other people won't do, even especially those unglamorous things. Yeah, yeah. Carrying the water, buying suka, <laughs> watching tape, right? That's what Great, that's great. Yeah. Great insights. So the way, what I take away from this one from ED is, of course, just like what you said, like when you took advice from your dad, it's really stand your ground, right? When you enter, being able to, to justify, make sure you have things to back it up. Uh, to be able to justify your reasons. And again, that's what, what Mickey agrees also is get down and do the, the unglamorous uh, work. No, I think these are you know, great tips to actually survive in the real world. And you know, especially when you're up with, with personalities like this, no? it's really how you, how you crack them and how you get, you get across. No? So I think Sim has an additional question that you'd like to ask. Yeah, other than knowing the risks and knowing your team in starting any endeavor, what's something one should consider? And given, given your background, for example, oh. did, did you plan to be where you are now? Uh, well, well, for me, my, my whole goal, and I, th- this was my goal ever since in law school, I really wanted to, to get involved in sports law. Why? Because of my, my background as an athlete and because I knew that law was something I'd be doing for the rest of my life as my profession. I got introduced to it by my dad because he's the sole arbitrator of the Court of Arbitration for Sport. So I kind of saw, oh, it's a, it's a viable practice. So when I was in fourth year law school, it was my thesis. And it was the first, I think, thesis in Ateneo Law School to be focused solely on sports law. And a lot of people were saying, look, why are you doing that? You're, you're near the top of your class. If you do something else, if you do something sexy like constitutional law or international law, you might have a chance to get best thesis. And I was adamant, no, I want to do this because I find it interesting. I like writing about it. So my main goal ever since was to find something that I would like to be, I'd like doing. And that's sports law, right? How I got there, it was planting a lot of seeds that I didn't know would, or putting a lot of points that I didn't know would connect in the future. Like reading up on my own, studying on my own, attending a lot of sports law conferences when I was living in the States for two years, uh, making connections. Starting Bata Sportiva, writing a book. I didn't know that this would come to a point that it would not be a viable practice. Because two years ago, if someone asked me, what's your goal for sports law? I had a three, three-pronged plan. Number one was to teach it in Ateneo Law School, which by the blessings of the administration, they allowed me immediately to do. The second one was to write a book. And because I had the support of my publisher, who published my tax book before, I was able to do it. And the mm-hmm. goal after was to make a viable practice for sports law. And that's what I'm trying to do now. And I think 
um, the dots that I, I, I put out in the world before are slowly connecting and hopefully more dots come, more more seeds bloom into like really nice flowery relationships with athletes and corporations who want to get more involved in sports. So if you're going to ask me if, what I had in mind, I had this goal in mind. I just didn't know how to get there. And I just had to trust the process that the things I've been doing somewhere down the road connect. And I think it's been connecting so far. Hopefully it connects more. So you had that goal in mind. You even had the plan. You put the three-prong plan and <laughs> everything just lined up in the end. But was, was it the same thing for you, Attorney Rebel? Well, siguro in a much broader sense, I just wanted to be in sports. Because like I said, my ambition was to be in the NBA, which I failed. No? <laughs> my next plan was to be in showbiz, so maybe there's a So I don't know. <laughs> my other thing, <laughs> actually, that's my ambition, ko, NBA showbiz, and that one I got. So if my wife is watching, you're the best wife in the world. Okay? <laughs> so, yun. <laughs> but, uh, you, you, check this, executive director, it didn't even exist back then. Um, city councilor, I avoided it for the longest time. Commissioner, I had no idea what it was. I didn't even want to be a lawyer. I don't. Parang si I heard Mickey also never really wanted to be a lawyer initially. Tama ba Mickey? Or you know? de, de, default siya, default. Default lang, but hindi yeah, mo siya talaga di mo. So ako uh, naman, ganon din. Ako naman, I was trying to run away from it. So hindi talaga siya goal. But I wanted to be in sports somehow. And ang naging siguro, I'm the poster boy of a person. Nakahit wala siguro. But don't make no mistake about it. I'm happy where I am. Probably the most poster boy of uh, a follower of Tim Minchin who thought the micro ambition. No, some. I mean, I'm not saying you don't have the dream. If nine years old, you have a clear vision of what you want to be. Good for you and good luck to you. No, but if you don't, don't be discouraged because there are some people like me. You can be micro ambitious. No, you just uh, work with pride, with 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 whatever in front of you at a certain point in time. Like I had good grades in college, but I spent seven years in college. By the way. Sibong paikut-ikut ako, shifting from one course to the other. I didn't know what to do. Worked a bit, went to law school just because binigyan ako ng Honda Civic SIR and had nothing better else to do. But yung one thing led to another. Kasi naman binubuhos ko and sometimes kasi I learned when you focus too far ahead, sometimes you might miss out on that shiny opportunity right out of the corner of your eye. No, parang si Donna at kasi Harvey Specter. Nasa harap lang pa nila isa't isa. Bakit ang tagal-tagal season 9 pa sila nagkatuluyan? Andiyan lang eh. Di ba? So, you know. Pero huwag ka namang pabanjing-banjing. Kung ano yung meron, ibukos mo habang nasa tapat mo. And one thing will lead to another. That, that's about my formula. It might not work for everybody else, but for those people who have not a clear vision of what they want to be in their 20s, don't worry. I think there's some similarities with both your answers in, in terms yeah. of micro ambitions and planting the seeds. So that's very interesting. So yeah. you can take it both ways. You may not have yeah. a really clear goal now, but as long as you, know, you do your best in what you're doing now, you'll never know where you'll end up. It will most likely end up in a good place, hopefully, right? Yeah. I think, so, I think no Nolly will be in the show, right? He has this build it before you need it. So yeah. I'm sure he'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll be here maybe in October. Yeah. So thank you for that, guys. Um, uh, yeah. Now, Carlos, would, would you like to, to recap all of that? Thank you, Simone. There you have it. It's a must that you acknowledge these important lessons that you could apply to succeed in life. Know your goal. Know the risks involved. Know your team. Know your interests. And most importantly, 
doing your best in whatever plate is given to you. All right. Now we're about to wrap things up with our favorite segment known as Crunch Time. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> what are the rules of Crunch Time? Well, it's very simple. I'm just going to ask you some basic questions, some short questions, and you're going to respond to me with some uh, short replies. Now, if I need to ask some explanation, then you have the uh, privilege to explain your answer. So, Attorney Mickey, Attorney Rebo, are you both ready for Crunch Time? Hopefully, let's go. Game. <laughs> right. Here we go in a five, four, three, two, one. Which is let's first let's first start with everyone's uh, favorite question. Okay, the uh, warm up question: Nike or Adidas? Nike for Parma, Adidas for playing football. <laughs> good one, good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Attorney Rebo, yours. Well, post ko lang sa IG ko nang just do it. So that's there. <laughs> swoosh love, man. Swoosh love. Yeah. But tama right. for other sports, I would rather go for Adidas. Yeah, for running and football. I don't yeah. play football, but I know Adidas is good for football. Mm, okay, interesting. All right, next. Comic books or video games? Comic books. Comics, yeah. Comics. All right, comic books. Next. Daredevil or Harvey Specter? <laughs> Har Harvey Specter. <laughs> yeah, I guess Harvey Specter. I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to get blind. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Specter. Bawal maubusan ng yabang. Okay, you know. <laughs> Mabusa ka na ng pera, wag ka lang mabusa ng yabang. <laughs> bawal magpaliwanag. Bawal magpaliwanag. <laughs> bawal magpaliwanag. Okay, okay. Mm, awesome. ah, bawal magpaliwanag. Okay. Pag mag kasi may basis talaga eh. <laughs> oh, exactly. You have to justify. That's right. Thanks, Mickey. <laughs> oh my God. You know, I really, I really love this banter. All right. Okay. I'm going to let you guys explain whatever you like. Okay, next. Yeah. Teaching or writing a book? Mm, one, one answer. One answer. Teaching. I'll go first. Teaching. Teaching. Sorry. No explanation. I guess uh, teaching. Teaching. All right. Teaching. Okay. Next, let's go transition to some sports related questions. Okay. Here we go. And let's go. Knee socks or ankle socks? Right ankle now. socks. Knee socks ako ngayon, right now. Uh, knee socks? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know why. Uncle socks, uncle socks. Uncle socks, okay, next. Cardio or weight training? Weight training for me. Yeah, weight training now. All right, okay, next. The Last Dance or Cobra Kai? Cobra Kai! <laughs> last Dance. Oh, oh <laughs> no. okay. Interesting, next. Araneta Coliseum or Mall of Asia Arena? Oh my God. Oh my <laughs> God. That's tough. Oh my God. That's tough. Just one. Hirap nun. Oh, hirap nun. Oh, shit. Ang hirap nun. Go ahead. Araneta for me. Araneta for me. Oh my God. Araneta, okay. Sige, I'll go with nostalgia. Araneta. No explanation. Sorry, Araneta. Ang hirap nun. Okay, I do apologize for that. Next, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Oh, Ooh, Jordan. On, Jordan. Jordan, yeah. Come on, man. Okay, Jordan. Come on, All right. man. <laughs> right, the GOAT, number 23. Yeah. All right, next. Yeah. Yeah. Pauline Lopez or Juna Chuki? Uh, I guess Juna because she's a client. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pauline? Pauline Lopez? All right. 
Okay, last question, all right? Kiefer Ravenna or Eliza Valdez? Both. Kiefly. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Kiefly. They're a pair, so you can't break them. Oh, yeah. Hirap, hirap. Kiefer Muna. Alright, okay, alright. Okay, the minute yeah, is up, so yeah. yeah, the minute is up. Okay. Ding, 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 ding. All right. So uh, <laughs> thank you so much, Mickey Inglis and uh, Attorney Rebel Sugisag. Um, I'd like to know if you have any final messages for our audiences. Th- thank you again for having us. It was super fun. Getting to talk to Rebo and getting to talk to all of you guys. I learned a lot, right? I love the energy. I love the questions. And I love the themes that, I mean, that people can actually learn things from our discussions. I just want to plug... <laughs> Nothing to do with sports. I, I wrote a novel. It's coming out two weeks. I'm not sure when you're going to show this, but it's going to be out probably by October. Right? Pre-ordering starts in September, late September. It's called Alinam. It's a young adult steampunk fantasy fiction novel. It, nothing to do with law, nothing to do with sports, but I've been writing it ever since. And I hope everyone gets to read it. It's, it, it's a fun read. All right. Attorney Rebo, your turn. Yeah, just to like to thank everyone to the UAP fans. You can just be patient. No, I'm as big a sports fan as anybody. Gusto ko tong matuloy kung pwede, but we have to look at the science and the legal side of things and the moral side of things. Mm-hmm. So I think Mika said a lot of things about why it's kind of tricky and complicated to, uh, for the UAP for student athletes. So hindi siya ganun kadale. And just be patient, but uh, we will be back. Uh, and this, like uh, most things, no? this too shall pass. So hang in there. Definitely, you know, I really look forward to your upcoming book, uh, Attorney Mickey, and then, of course, for the UAP season, Attorney Rebo. Yeah. So, uh, of course, yeah. aside to our guest today, our fellow gold diggers also have some final remarks to say. So, uh, mm-hmm. Simone, Rally, Robbie, take it away. Okay, guys, for, fe- for our fellow gold diggers, thank you very much for tuning in. And, uh, of course, to Attorney Mickey and ED Rebo for, for guesting tonight. Uh, it's a very, I had fun. This is a it was a, such a fun uh, episode, and we hope you'll catch us next week. So we have a special episode called The Dugout, where we take a break, call it a mid-season break, where we talk about the past episode, what we did, and, and what's in store for the future. So again, thank you very much, and I'll see you next Saturday at 8 p.m. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with our Guapo attorneys, and thanks again for joining us, teammates. <laughs> we hope... I love the hearts. I love the hearts. (laughs) We hope you guys could share with us on Facebook your thoughts and what you learned from this episode and tag the Gold Diggers page. Or you could simply share our posts or comment on our video uploads on Facebook and YouTube. And we'd love to hear from you guys, so please don't hesitate to slide into our DMs or leave a comment. So thank you very much, Attorney Mickey and Attorney Rebo. So we really had uh, a really good time, and it's I I, I want to repeat what Relly just said. No, it's we would love just to you know eavesdrop on a personal conversation between both of you because it's really informative and really inspiring. So uh, we've heard some really inspiring words and stories tonight. So for that, we're really thankful, and we wish um, our team wishes you the best of luck in all of your respective endeavors. So hey, teammates, thanks for staying tuned to the Gold Diggers so far. So. 
again, we always bring it up to our next passion project, which is Pitch in PH. It's a project where we pay attention and help out our fellow sports people who have been displaced by this pandemic. So more details will be coming soon. Just make sure to like and follow our Facebook page uh, for more details. So thank you very much once again. Now wrap it up, Carlos. Huh. Well, unfortunately, we have to end the show, but don't worry. We'll be back with a bang. Once again, my name is Carlos Pineda, and this is Gold Diggers. Remember to dream, dig in, and win. See you next time on our next episode.